You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode, another car segment today. Um, me and my co-host, Mr. Heath Dean, I actually didn't think you'd keep coming back, but you have been coming back. This is a good thing. Yeah, I feel like we've committed enough time. We've got to ride it out. It's real <laughs> awkward if you film like three of these and then stop. So it's kind of um, done just enough that's gotten really interesting. Yeah, definitely. So. so previous podcast, we've had on a Raptor, Dustin, and then we've had Kyle, which is everything and anything, the impulse buyer. <laughs> Anybody know, listening knows Kyle Coleman. Hopefully, we'll see what he has by the time this podcast goes out. He's on the um, watches now. And now he's on the watches. He's on now. the watches. Yeah, he had, to throw, okay. he had to throw the cars in for a minute. And, um, watches. and now we have something completely different. Uh, I've just been out in a rip in a twenty nine. Jeez, this thing best experience I've ever had in a car by far in America for sure. This thing's so loud. Um, I was but convinced I guess you guys today, were getting pulled over. <laughs> as soon as you pulled out, went down the shop. We all looked at each other. Get pulled over for sure. Well, when you do burnouts in front of yeah. uh, hideaway, yeah, it's didn't not a good yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, let's get into it. Our guest today, Mr. J.D. Terry, um, who just, I guess, loves old school cars, right? Old school muscle cars. Yeah, that's it, man. Yeah? Yeah. Well, not by any uh, any fault of my own. So I was born into it. Yeah. So my dad's been building cars since he was 15 years old. He's 71. So carry the two. He's uh, 56 years of building cars. Yeah. So, that's a few. Yeah. So I I uh, can't help it. It's in my it's, blood. It's a common theme. Yeah. For everybody on the show too. You know, started it at youth. You know, typically through the parents. So that fits right in. Yeah. So for everyone listening, what what have we just been out in? Explain, and you can go into as much detail as you want. Oh man, I won't bore you with all the details. It's a '29 <laughs> Ford, uh, two eighty three small block, fully built, uh, Muncie four speed, uh, one off chassis. Uh, the guy that actually did the chassis work and and did all the stuff uh, that way to the car actually races uh, at the salt flats and so the car is set up basically like a salt flat car should be I mean everything's double pinned and you know lock nuts on everything and um, you know a lot of safety precautions put in place Um, you know the welding on the car is incredible Uh, so it's just it's a blast I've had it it doesn't have a speedometer so probably a good thing yeah it's got a tack (laughs) and uh and and oil pressure and temperature. I feel like that speed by wind feel. Yeah, right. right. You get a pretty direct it's hit. Got right the face. three gauges that keep you from blowing up. That's it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess somewhere. Well, I've done GPS on my phone, so I've had it over a hundred. Okay. Um, on a four-inch wide tire, that's a blast. <laughs> yeah. So how do the uh, the seats? So the seats don't have seats. Are, now this is a, an immaculate car. It's, say, it's metal explain, and finish. Explain the definition of seat. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and I'll just from the outside, it's uh, it's very minimalist, right? right? Super clean. Now it's got everything that you need and nothing else. Uh, right. No panels on the interior. It is all metal. The seats are, are beautiful, but it's all kind of a piece of work. It's that type of level of stuff that you want to show off. You don't want to cover it up, right? But that's not comfort. Right. So it's <laughs> built like a race car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, in the truest uh, in the truest fashion, it's bare metal. Right, so the thought process behind that is is paint adds weight, bodywork adds weight, bondo adds weight. <clears throat> so literally the the entire car is bare metal, um, which is a nightmare to keep because if you touch it, it rusts. If you look at it wrong, it rusts. So um, it's constant Scotch Brite and oil. 
Uh, and then it's just got aluminum full-blown racing seats with like a two-point uh, big racing style harness, uh, detachable steering wheel. So I'm sure you noticed when I got out, mm -hmm. I had to take the steering wheel off and get out. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is it is a race car, uh, but it is a blast to drive. I, I, I compare it to two things. Uh, <clears throat> street legal go-kart, because it literally is like when you're a kid driving a go-kart, but you get to drive it on the street uh, and you can drive it 100 miles an hour. And it's like a two-wheel motorcycle. It's completely open air, uh, wind in your hair, just an absolute blast to drive. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a riot. It's fun. It's actually, <clears throat> and we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, but it's actually my first really early car. Because yeah. I grew up doing 50s and 60s stuff. That's that's all we ever did. And we talked about it a little before, but my dad did 30s and 40s stuff when I was real young. So from the time... Uh, he was probably he was 15 he had a 36 ford truck uh that he built uh, up until the time he was probably 55 um he did real early cars and then after that he started getting real heavy into like chevelles corvettes novas big nova guy um so he did a, a bunch of that stuff but this is my first adventure into the 30 stuff and i gotta tell you like i'm hooked because yeah. it's a blast yeah it's a blast i mean you know, one of the things that I always tell people is that I don't go, you know, a lot of people go for racing. A lot of people go for car shows. They go for a trophy. They go for whatever it may be. But my thing is, is what I love is pulling up to a gas station and having a little kid come up and talk to you and tell you how much they like your car or, or just peak interest. I mean, we've got to have more young people involved in this stuff. Yeah. Um, and this car does it. It doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter what age. It doesn't matter who it is. Everybody has some sort of fashion or fascination with an all-metal mm -hmm. race car-looking 29 Ford. Well, it's the level it's done, too. I think you see a lot of those, like, rat rods, and, you yeah. know, a lot of that stuff became pretty popular, and I think it's because it's easier and it's cheaper. It's a little more budget-friendly. Uh, but you rarely see cars that are put together to the level of yours, for sure. Yeah, and it, it's a neat car. and um, But, no, it's cool. It's cool. It's, it's fun. So uh, I'm enjoying it. If anybody that knows me knows I don't keep anything for too long, so I'm sure it'll be for sale at some point. So how long have you had this? I've had this one about six months. Oh, wow. Yeah. And how many miles did you put on it? Uh, probably a couple thousand. Again, no Speedo, okay. but I yeah. guess probably a couple thousand miles. It's pretty aggressive in six months, man. That's Yeah. it's Man, it's fun. And I'll tell you what's funny, too, is my wife, like, she enjoys cars. Mm -hmm. but she's not into it by any means. Um, she loves the fact that I have a passion. Um, she tolerates it. Yeah, absolutely. That's the word. Tolerates. <laughs> yep, yep, I live in that. Yeah, and uh, he's but not. She lucky. absolutely loves this car, like loves it. If we're going out, if we're having a date night, if we're doing something, if it's even remotely okay weather, she's like, "Can we take the roadster?" Really? Do you, does she put a pillow in the seat? Or she go? I have pads. Okay, so uh, I have pads okay. made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that makes but I'm sense. too like I'm not real tall, but the car sits kind of high. Yeah. So I'm too tall. So when I put the pad in, my head is over the windshield. Like so it's problem. like yeah. wind straight in the eyes, but she's short, so she sits on a pad. Now you mentioned kids, and I'm kind of curious from your aspect. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you feel like that? Obviously, a lot of things have changed with kids, but do you feel like there's a lot of kids that don't have that same auto, uh, automotive interest? You know, being that geeked out. I know that was all that me and my friends were completely caught up with when we were kids. We were '90s babies, you know? right? Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure that you and I are pretty much the same age. I'm 36. 32. Yeah. So there you go. Um, and man, I mean, it's it's a video game world. Yeah. And it's something I don't understand, but, you know, there, I'm sure we did stuff when we were kids that people our age didn't understand. But, yeah, I think 
to answer your question, the involvement in the car industry by young people is declining. You know, I'm a home builder by trade, um, and the involvement in anything that requires work or effort seems to be declining. So, um, yeah, I think it's just a difference in generation. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But I'd love to see more kids get into it. I mean, I think a lot of kids, and and the other thing that I think, you know, and and this goes into a whole other subject, but I think another thing that my dad and I talk about a lot is the expense. Hmm. Man, I mean, when we were kids, like you could go buy a Fox Body Mustang for three or four grand. You'd throw a couple thousand dollars in it, put some 373s in it and a little nitrous kit and, you know, go have some fun. Or you could do like I was big into trucks. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm still huge into trucks, but you, you could go buy like, you know, a little like my first truck was an 88 Chevy truck with four six drop kit and Budnick 17 inch wheels. And I think we probably had like seven or eight grand in that truck, Yeah, you know, but today it's like, you want to go and have fun or you want to go build a car or you want to go do this or that. The expense has gotten so enormous. Um, I think a lot of kids are scared to get into it because they're like, well, I can't afford that. So why would I start? Um, And the other thing is, I think with the advent of social media, people don't, you can't compare your day your day 365 to my day one or your year 10 to my year one or your, you know, income level at where you're at to me in high school. So, but they see that. And so they're like, well, man, if I can't have, like we were talking about out here a minute ago, a hundred thousand dollar regular cab lightning replica truck, <laughs> then I'm not even going to start building my 92 Ford because I'll never get to that level. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think a lot of kids are intimidated, but, but we all started out in the same place. Like we all yeah. started out with nothing. I mean, we like painted a fender on my truck and then we painted another fender and then I got saved up a, a little bit of money and I brought the front lowering stuff and then I bought the rear lowering stuff. So it's, it's all a process, especially when you're a kid, but I think kids are scared to get out and try it. Yeah. yeah. No, I totally agree. I actually painted flames on my lawnmower. That's kind of how I started. Shut up. Yeah, I really did. I had an orange uh, lawnmower. It was like Husqvarna, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I painted some silver flames on it. Yeah, it was good. It worked out. There you One go. One side was a little sketch. I had to <laughs> <turn> that down. <laughs> Scuff it. But... Well, and also it goes to like the driving experience, right? Like you could, like I said, you drive that around town all day. You are having a blast every single time you pull off from a stoplight, mm-hmm. you know, like coming down the gears to a stoplight, whatever it is. You're not getting that when you drive in whatever, you know, just a normal car around town. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's an experience. It's a feeling. I mean, for sure. And it doesn't matter if you're driving, you know, a lowered truck or a, a new Ferrari or, a, you know, a 29 Ford or whatever it is, I mean, it is an experience and that's the fun part, you know? Um, and we talked about it a little bit ago, but you know, we just had a, a little road trip out to SEMA, uh, which I totally unplanned impromptu thanks to my buddy, uh, from Indianapolis. So I, I had tickets to fly to SEMA Wednesday. This is like, I think my 14th or 14th or 15th year to go. And, um, so I had my tickets to fly out. I help a company called Marquet that, um, manufactures classic truck parts do some marketing stuff. Nice. Um, so I plan to go out with them. And a friend of mine named Anthony comes in from Indianapolis and he's like, um, Hey man, we're driving these two cars from a company called Roadster shop. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with Roadster shop, but they build insane, like full blown, they build chassis first off, but then they do full builds as well. And their stuff is unbelievable. Like, I mean, you're six figures plus, plus, plus. Yeah. Um, so we drove out. Uh, so anyways, they came through they conned me somehow into riding with them from Oklahoma city to SEMA a couple days early. 
and uh, we ended up riding in a 62 wagon <clears throat> that was built for a guy named George Poteet. And if you don't know who George Poteet is, uh, and you're in the car world, you've been living under a rock. This he, dude has <laughs> literally hundreds of cars. Okay. Um, he's got multiple cars built, being built all the time. So we drove out in this 62 wagon that's like LS3, full chassis, um, independent front, front and rear. Um, yeah, I mean, just like insane. $250,000 car. Yeah. Um, and then we drove out, and a friend of mine, Jack from Elk City, he has a 58 uh, Biscayne that I actually used to own. And I sold to a buddy in uh, named Boris that owns Street Machinery up in Ohio. And then he sold it to Jack, and Jack took it to Roadster Shop and had it built. And that car is insane. Yeah. Like it rides probably three inches off the ground, static, no no airbags, no nothing, coilovers, huge brakes, big wheels, full interior. Um, so we took those two cars out, and, and I think that that back to what you were saying, the experience. That's why I did it. And my wife was the purveyor of all this because I was like, Hey, I've got, you know, all these projects going and I can't go and it's two days early and all this. And she literally looked at me and went 10 years from now, you're not going to look back and be like, I sure am glad I worked Monday and Tuesday. You're (laughs) going to look back and be like, I am so glad that I went with two close friends and two guys that became close friends on this journey to SEMA and these two incredible cars. So, yeah, you're exactly right. It, it's an experience, whether it's across the country or stoplight to stoplight. And I've happily thrown away a ton of responsibility um, and like going <laughs> yeah. on car trip, road trips or whatever, race things or just working on them in general or coming up here and working on this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of responsibilities out, but the experiences are, are huge. And I think that is, you know, not to like go back to what we were talking about before, but, you know, with the kids and especially that budget and the perception of that, it probably is more on us because with social media, you know, the guys that do cool stuff and have that opportunity to share it, share it in a different way and make sure that we are, you know, kind of highlighting, I think other people that are coming up through it because it is, it's real easy just to focus on the best of Instagram or the best of real life, you know, yeah. and not really, <clears throat> yeah. Cause my first truck was a, like an extended cab and I went to a single cab and lowered it and, you know, went yeah. through all that, man, it was, it was far from the best, you know, it was definitely some pet boys parts around there. Yeah, but it was okay because now I'm here. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) No, it's I don't I do think about that, but not enough. You know, I kind of wonder like how much are we doing to really strike that up, make sure the kids are coming up, make sure that we're, you know, that you're, uh, you know, kind of open arms to different levels of it. I guess. Yeah, Mm -hmm. one of the things that I always try to do, um, especially car shows, because we don't I don't do a lot of local car shows, but we do a lot of like. like national car shows Mm. Um, and not really, you know, it's kind of funny because I'm not like a trophy guy. So I'm not the guy that's like going to get a trophy. I go to, I actually go to get ideas and to get, Mm. so although I um, bought this 29 mostly done, I've built a bunch of cars myself and um, I go to get inspiration and get ideas and go, wow, that's cool. I'll do that on the next one. Or I'd love to use that in this fit shape or whatever. But one thing that I do like to do is um, when we take cars, man, I am, if I see a kid taking a picture next to my car He's getting in it. He's starting it. He's, you know, getting the yeah. full experience because, you know, that's one of those things that I hope that when they leave that show, they're like, man, I just saw this 67 Nova or I saw this, you know, 61 Corvette or this whatever it is. And the guy let me get in it and start it and, you know, rev it up. And man, that was fun to continue to like further. Whereas a lot of people are like, man, don't touch it. Don't look at it wrong. Don't, you know, I, I'm definitely not about that. So that could have been the first time that a kid's seen that type of car too, or especially that to that level. But you know, especially young kids these days, I mean, it's almost like there's a supercar for everything. Yeah. It's a little bit saturated. It's not as interesting as it was, but yeah, seeing something like that could be a really unique experience. 
Yeah. Well, it sounds amazing too. Like you it know it's sound. coming. It sounds know? pissed off too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's on the small, small block side, but yeah. Yeah, it like really likes like five to six thousand RPM. I bet. Yeah, yeah, it gets wound up. So it's a lot of fun. But four speed. How was that the the road trip that you went on? How long did it take you to get from here to Vegas? Way too quick. <laughs> so we left. <laughs> What'd you drive? I, I drove them both a bunch. Okay. Yeah, no. So a '62 wagon um, built by Roadster Shop, right, and then right, a '58 right. Biscayne built by Roadster Shop. So mm-hmm. both Roadster Shop built cars. Um, I drove them both a bunch. Um, that was kind of one of the things that Roadster Shop wanted to do with with this. Mm-hmm. So little backstory. Basically, um, a guy that uh, I can now call a friend who I did not know when we started this deal, named Ken Cox. Uh, he basically got with Roadster Shop and said, look, why don't I drive one of these cars? And they started in Chicago. So Roadster Shop's out by Chicago. Um, look, why don't I jump in one of these cars and drive it to SEMA and basically show that these cars can be driven, right? They're really high dollar cars, um, but they're drivable. And, and they're not, uh, like you were talking about supercars and things like that. A lot of guys are like real scared to drive them. It's like, look, man, that, uh, Dave Kendig has a thing that I think is hilarious that he calls he he says that he wants every one of his cars to be va- able to be valeted. He wants a valet to be able to get in it, be able to start it, be able to put it in gear, and be able to go park it. We'll so it's, with the valet button that they have. Yeah, cars. right. <laughs> yeah, but he wants it drivable, and yeah. so that's kind of what they were trying to prove. Is that although these cars are expensive, they're very drivable, and they did that. Um, so anyways, uh, Ken jumped in the car and, and called a buddy of mine, uh, Anthony Busack from Indianapolis and, and Anthony flew to Oklahoma city and jumped in with, uh, Jack and, and that's kind of where the, the party started. But, um, what were you asking me? I'm lost. Just uh, how long it took you to get oh, there. Oh, I'm sorry. And, yeah. yeah. So anyways, so they, they came into Oklahoma city. Um, so we left Oklahoma city at like 10 o'clock at night on Sunday and got to, we drove till four or five o'clock in the morning. Of course, we had to do the Shamrock. Have you been to the gas station in Shamrock? Yeah. yeah so we had to do that. You got confused where that's that was at in the yeah. Kid Block video. Okay, yeah. 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 So we had to stop at the quintessential Shamrock I-40 stop and do a bunch of pictures at like 2 a.m. And then we kept driving yeah. and drove to um, Tucumcari, New Mexico and spent, like, spent the night for like four hours and then got up and spent like another... 15 hours or whatever driving so it took us a little longer Mm -hmm. uh i mean just if you jump in a brand new f-250 and take off it's a different deal yeah um yeah we we had some fun what was it like rolling into vegas in those two cars it was awesome yeah like just got dark i'm like let me paint the picture (laughs) (laughs) set that scene no uh it had just gotten dark um, so of course the lights of Vegas were on, um, and then you come out of the mountains. I don't know if you've ever driven yeah. into Vegas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You kind of come over a hill and you're like Vegas. It's like, yeah. the, it's like the hangover scene and then it yeah. comes in over the top. Of yeah. That. I've done yeah. seen videos of it. Yeah. Videos, yeah. But not seen it in person like that. So, uh, no, we pulled in and it was fantastic. And I think everybody was kind of worn out. Um, but we did, we, we got everything in and, and it was a blast, man. It was Again, it's part of the experience. It's part of the fun. It was there was ups, there was downs. There was you know one of the cars um, had a transmission fluid leak a little bit, so we were kind of fighting. Not really fighting. We never had to put fluid in it, but constantly checking that. And um, so we uh, kind of a funny story. We got out, so we checked the transmission fluid in the '62. We um, leave this truck stop, whatever. I'm driving, and uh, I look up, and the hood's up, like not open, but it was like on the first latch. 
And I'm, of course, I'm like, shit, because this is like $200,000 car and the hood's popped and I'm going like 75. So I like shut it down and like yank it over. Well, the guy in the passenger seat jumps out, runs around and like slams the hood. We get back in and take off. We go like four or five miles and he's like, where's my phone? Oh, no. So when he jumped out, he was in such a hurry to jump out. He pitched his phone out. Yeah. So we're like, literally, where do we start? So I was like, all right, let's flip around and go um, back and, and. Get off at the exit and come. So we did, and I literally—it was the most insane thing. Like 100%, the grace of God. I pull over at a random spot, and I like—I was like, "Man, we're just gonna have to walk both directions until somebody sees something, or we're gonna have to give up." Because of course, his turn. My iPhone was turned off, and like we went through all the yeah, the easy stuff. We get out of the car. And he walks about five feet behind the car, and he goes, "Here it is," <laughs> and picks it up. That'll never happen again. Yeah, this is one get out of jail free car. That's, yeah, yeah a phone absolutely out on the side right. That's so, uh, yeah, we we had a uh, had yeah. some adventures for sure. So yeah, like you you were saying, you know, you this is year fifteen, right? Going to see yeah, him? yeah, fourteen, fifteen years, I guess. I think I missed a year somewhere in there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was kind of crazy. So. Went the first time when I was like 20. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I had some friends that moved to Vegas, and I went out there to go see them. Of course, I was into cars, and um, I was like, hey, can you get uh, passes to SEMA? And they it was way easier to get passes to SEMA back then. So yeah. Uh, yeah. we went, and then I was hooked. And I actually moved to Vegas, lived in Vegas for a little while, went when I lived there, um, and then I just kept going back every year. I feel like that could be up. Entire podcast for another moving day. Moving to Vegas. Yeah, moving yeah. to Vegas for a short amount of time. Yeah, when you're 22. 20, uh, yeah. 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 That's good. I'm glad you made it back. Yeah. Right? Yeah, barely. What, what job did you do when you were out there? Uh, so I actually went out there to work on cars. Uh, so when I first left, I was okay. in college. Um, I went to UCO. Uh, I just needed a change. You know, I grew up in Edmond, went to Memorial, uh, wanted to do something a little bit different. Then I had some friends that moved out there, so um, I went out there, and I actually used some buddies in the car scene. I'd had a couple of trucks featured in magazines um, at that time, and I called one of the editors who I knew was from California and knew a bunch of people, and was like, hey, do you know anybody in Vegas that owns a shop? And he's like, actually, I do. A buddy of mine just started a shop there. And so I went out there to work for that shop, um, and it was funded by a big-time, like, big-money dude out there. And uh, I lasted, it la- I, not I, the shop lasted for six months, and they shut the shop down because he realized that there's not a lot of money in building custom cars. So uh, the premise behind him starting the shop is he got tired of sending his cars to Vegas so he or to California, so he wanted to send them to Vegas and get them worked on. So he's like, well, I'll just start a shop. Um, so I went out there, worked for them, and uh, he owned a bunch of nightclubs. And so <laughs> went to work at a nightclub. Naturally. Whenever I, naturally, yeah, yeah whenever uh, the shop shut down. So did that for about a year, and then my liver couldn't take it anymore. And I uh, moved back home, and, and yeah. yeah, car scene in Vegas is something else, is it? During that yeah. time, the car rental scene. Yeah, Vegas. so <laughs> I was True. yeah right yeah. So um, I was way uh, bigger into partying than cars when I lived there. So uh, yeah, I did I did a like lot I of that. I didn't do a lot of car stuff. You, yeah, yeah. So um, but yeah, I moved back. I actually sold a twenty nine Ford truck that I was building. Rat rod, you're talking about the rat rod mm-hmm. stuff. That was back when that was going hot and heavy. Yep. And I was kind of building a little rat rod truck and sold it for my money to move to Vegas. So, yeah, the yeah. car thing, the car thing, kind of is a part of every one. Yeah, of my say it's kind of fueled your entire life, which is you know it's neat. It makes for a good story. Yeah. It makes for a good justification. And then when things all go weird, you get to look just blame it all on cars. Yeah, that's <laughs> what go. I do. Yeah. Blame everything on cars. Everything goes weird or good or bad, whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's all blame on cars. So that's kind of what fueled like going back to to Vegas all the time. I guess we'd just kind of catch up with old friends and then. 
just kind of going back to what you go to car shows for was to get ideas yeah i mean the thing is that with cars one of the biggest things with cars and i know that that you guys can attest to this um, as can any car guy is their relationships so the kind of the old thing uh that my my buddy jeremy busack the or i'm sorry um anthony busack um that i that talked me into riding with him to vegas um like i said he's from indy uh i mean he's from indianapolis and he's one of my closest friends you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it, it, you come for the cars and you leave with the relationships um and, and my dad has always said that as a whole car people are great people there are a few bad eggs just like anything else but the majority of car people are fantastic people i mean i've sent thousands of dollars to people across the country for parts or for cars or for whatever and trusted the fact that they were going to put it on the transport or put it in the box and send it or do whatever. And I um, knock on wood, um, never had a bad experience. Uh, and I've, I've bought hundreds of cars. So, um, you know, people, car people are good people, you know? Uh, and I'll, I'll tell you the story how I met Anthony me and my dad went up to Columbus Good Guys, which is the National Good Guys event. There's like 12,000 cars. Mm-hmm. It is massive. That's a wild one. And we took my dad's Black Nova right after we finished it, um, right before it got shot for uh, the cover of Chevy High Performance. And um, pull up, and we're in the... I mean, it's 12,000 cars, so you can imagine the magnitude of the show. And I we pull up, and of course, we're stressed out, trying to find a parking spot. This car's just gotten finished, we, you know, or whatever. And... Uh, this guy comes running up and he's like, man, I love your car. Do you want to park next to us? And we're like, yeah, absolutely. Cause he's in a, like a prime parking area. So they shuffle cars around and it's Anthony and he has got the most killer 69 Camaro you have ever seen. Roadster shop chassis, 20 by 12s, fully built. That's I mean, the one that's on his Instagram. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't not paying attention to you earlier. I was just yeah. scrolling through that Instagram, the roadster <laughs> yeah. shop. It was a little, yeah. It was yeah. Unbelievable cars, man. And shout out to them. Go check out their Instagram. You're, you'll get lost for a little bit for sure. Every, every car is beautiful. Yeah. So Anthony has this killer, like roadster shop built, you know, Camaro. And then he's with another guy that's got a, uh, yellow square body. Tr- no, I'm sorry. It's a yellow, uh, 71, 72 truck. That was killer, but they were all with their dads. And we were all about the same age, and our dads were all about the same That's age. Perfect. So we literally spent the next four days in Columbus with these two father-sons that we'd never met. We went to every meal together. We hung out. We spent time together. We parked together every day, and I made lifelong friends. And, and that's what the car scene does. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. So. Have you ever been down to – you, so you haven't done a lot of, like, racing. No, not a, not yeah. a ton of racing. That was me and uh, the TX2K thing. I don't know if you've heard of that. Down yeah, Houston, absolutely. The whole street racing thing coming up. It was unreal. I've got a ton of friends in New Orleans. Some of those guys have moved to California, Arizona. Um, all the guys that I knew in Texas, because that's kind of where I grew up, was North Texas area. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I've got best friends everywhere, places to where I go, and I literally stay at their house. There's no question. I may not have seen them for two years. But the types of crazy situations and the no sleep and you really get to see, I think in the car hobby, because it does, it will just beat the absolute crap out of you in, in so many ways, right? It kind of breaks you down and you kind of see who the real people are. You see them under stress. And uh, I think that's probably why, one of the reasons you make a good bond, you're obviously meeting people through a, a shared thing. But uh, man, I can attest to that big time. I totally back that up. He needs to do, Mike needs to get into some racing, do some yeah. different stuff to kind of experience that because he gets it from the Talk outside. Talk to my wife. <laughs> right, yeah, I know. We need to work on this. You're, you're not We're getting working these rich on friendships. Yeah. Well, hopefully this podcast will blow up and somebody will just give me a car. Right off. Business right off. This man yeah. wants a GT350. That's I do. His, that's his go. grind, yeah. yeah. All right. I'm the, I drive by one every single day that's at 
the Chevy dealership on, um, which is quite funny. It's actually for sale at a Chevy dealership. Do you um, cry a little? Oh, yeah. And, and it's like, the thing is, but like, when I first drove by, it's in orange. Yeah. Not really a big fan yeah. of orange. Fucking love orange now. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I look at it, I'm like, oh, I just, and I drove by it like in a really bad rainy day, and the orange just popped, mm. and I'm like, orange is now my favorite color. Yeah. Um, a supercharger GT350, that'll go down. Yeah. It's like one of the best things. One of the first things we did was put a pro charger on one. That's and, awesome. Uh, well, they sound so good. Yeah. They? And the manuals, you know. 750 wheel right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sweet spot. That was good. Yeah. 8,000 RPM. You only do one here, or do you do a couple of them here? No, I just did one, and, yeah. and honestly, the, he it eventually let go. So those are because the engines in those—that's what everyone bitches about, right? Yeah, not I mean, changing the oil because it goes through oil a lot. Well, there were some, yeah, some inconsistencies I think from the factory, but uh, just in general, if you break it, I mean, it's a nineteen thousand dollar cost to Ford Motor. Yeah, you know, engine. So, and yeah. I'm all about just put a normal Coyote in it. You yeah, put a normal right. five liter in it, screw. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. expensive, about fifteen grand. But Jeez. so yeah, that's a great combo. Back to our mm-hmm. guests because we could get lost talking we about could. my car thing. No, car I, yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, so you know, you, you come home from Vegas, and Dad's still building cars, right. and building all like not what you have now, but all the 60s stuff that I guess you would have seen when in high school and, you know, when you're going yeah. from age 15 to what you are when you go home from to mid-20s, like, that's what he's into now. So that's what obviously you're into. Right. Uh, you know, is there many times where he gives you a couple and you drive around with all your buddies kind of thing? Is there, Was there any stories there? Oh, you mean like when I was young? So Yeah, like when you get back from Vegas or, I mean, even in high school, I guess, dad's got cool cars. I'm mostly interested in the stories that you would tell that you haven't told yet that might incriminate you, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. right. That's the so stuff that I'd rather hear. Statue yeah. of limitations yeah. is gone. Yeah, it's actually right. gone. Yeah, I feel like his dad, six, so yeah, I feel like his dad probably won't listen to this, but if he does, uh, yeah. he'll be understanding. Yeah. He's like, so, you got away with that? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's. I tell people all the time. My my childhood was different than most people's. Um, you know, like most people took like family vacations and went, you know, Florida or did whatever. Like if it, we weren't going to a car show, like we weren't going. So uh, we kind of centered everything around doing car stuff. Like I tell people, you know, you guys play baseball and basketball and whatever, and like I was literally in the garage. Like get out of school, go in the garage, stay in the garage, tell my mom maybe come in and do homework, and then went to sleep and. I got up, went to school, was out in the garage. So, I mean, that's what we did. So, um, as far as incriminating stories, got a couple. Good. But yeah. I think my dad we were getting there. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, my dad has always, well, let's back up, back up. So, my dad tells me an incriminating story about me that I didn't even know, which is hilarious. So, I had, for a while, I was into the whole, like, tuner car scene, you know, so I had a Honda. And the Honda was it was in a couple of magazines. It was pretty cool. It was all shaved and color change it and put a um, not an LS motor like you know but an Acura LS motor in it and uh, did a bunch of stuff to it. So um, one of his friends called him one night and was like, "JD's out here racing on 39th. Like I'm out here and we're <laughs> hanging out and like he just went racing by. And so I remember I it's funny too because I remember that conversation. My dad was like, "Have you been out on 39th racing?" And I was like, "No, why?" He's like, "Just making sure." So he told me like years later, he's like, yeah, my buddy called me and said you're racing. So, but he lets you get away with it. Yeah. yeah no, yeah, my dad yeah. was cool. He yeah, was cool. Uh, and another time I came home, uh, my dad always had Chevy trucks. We were talking about earlier. He's always had single cab Chevy trucks, red or black. Every car. My dad says if, if a car's not red or black, shouldn't own it. 
So uh, he's diversified in his older age, but for years, red and black, that was it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he had a red short wheelbase Chevy truck, um, lowered, built specialties, all painted out, Tahoe grill, you know, the whole nine. And uh, my truck was in the shop or doing something, and I borrowed it one night to go out and uh, came home. And I may have been slightly inebriated and came around a corner in our neighborhood and smoked a mailbox. <laughs> what kind of mailbox is this? Is the details matter in So this like mailbox was like a three-inch solid steel pipe filled with concrete with about a three-quarter-inch, 12-inch by 12-inch plate on the top of it so that didn't hit before so let me tell you what it did it opened that truck up like a can opener from the headlight to the taillight oh oh yeah. the whole thing yeah so i hit it. the plate like the three-quarter inch thick solid oh, steel plate no yeah. like right at the headlight and it just sliced it open to the taillight and i remember like going in i was probably like 19 or 20 no i'd have been older than that so i'd have been like 21 22 I come in it's like 3 a.m I'm freaking out. My dad comes in. He's like, what's wrong? You know, he thinks that, like, somebody's died, right? And uh, so he's like, it's fine. It's just a truck. Calm down. Like, it's all good. And he walks out, you know, in his underwear in the driveway and, like, looks at the passenger side and is like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was okay. Yeah. No, it's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, that situation changed real fast. <laughs> yeah. And it was one of those things, like, it was so bad that, like, it was never spoken of again. Like, he got it fixed. We yeah. never talked about it. It was like never brought up again. So, wow. yeah, there were some. Of course, I was like a raccoon ran out, or like made up some yeah. story about whatever had happened. But yeah, it's uh, almost every like crazy story in my life revolves around a car in some way, shape, or form. So, yeah, I'm Lots still. Yeah, we're gonna stay away from mine. Sometimes I hear some stories. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I've got kind of a similar story, but I'm yeah. not so sure Sometimes that I'm. Now you don't want to share. No, mm, got a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't look for yourself yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not completely. Um, but you know, you dad's always been building '60s cars, right. and so you know, you mentioned that you've been on a few magazines and built cars that have been on magazines, and, mm-hmm. and clearly very good at what you do and what your dad does. And that must have been so cool to hang out with your dad the entire time building cars. Yeah, so um, I don't get too deep into this, but, like, basically my mom left when I was about 14. And so literally it was, like, me and my dad. Mm-hmm. Like, that was it. So, you know, my dad raised me, and at that time in his life I kind of helped raise him, and um, we just did it together. So, yeah, my dad is uh, – and, you know, a lot of people say this, but I truly mean it. My dad is my best friend. I live next door to my dad today. Yeah. So I actually That's bought awesome. the house next door to him. Um, you know, he's getting older. He's 71. He just bought a 61 Corvette to build ground up, like still <laughs> just getting it. So he's internally not aged. In the blood. Right? Yeah. 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 And it's weird. Cause like people that see my dad are like, he's not 71. I'm like, yeah, he is like, he looks young. Everything's crazy. But so anyways, yeah, he, uh, I, I, by the, with the grace of my wife, we, uh, bought the house next door to my dad. It came up as a really good deal. Um, and I've always wanted to live in that area. They're kind of acreages and stuff and they all have shops. So my dad has a big shop and I have a small shop. Um, but yeah, so like legit, like legit, my dad is my best friend. I live next door to him. So, yeah, that's like the whole thing coming together and talk about just the car culture, but coming up and then having that, you know, a lot of people have those traumatic events that will change a lot, you know, about the way they live their lives and what happens, but it's cool that it all tied around with your dad and in the automotive. I mean, that's a beautiful story to come together like that. Yeah. I mean, we did, you know, I mean, we did a lot of that stuff. I mean, I had like probably seven cars in high school 
you know, I had an 88 Chevy truck. I had a 59 El Camino. I had that Honda. I had a Fox body coupe Mustang. I had like, we just kind of ran the gamut and just played with them and, and did, you know, kind of built and played with and then got rid of, um, my dad and I are very different in that aspect. My dad's like, he keeps stuff. Like he has a 66 Chevelle, big block Chevelle that he, uh, built right after uh, graduated high school. He still has it. Um, and, and, you know, he, he's very much that way. And then, like, man, I've run through them. Like, Is there any, though, that you've sold that you wish you hadn't? One. There's just one? Only one. I built a 66 Nova. Um, it was actually on the cover of Chevy High Performance. It was red, uh, blown LS, Pro Touring. Um, and that car, I, I was working in oil and gas. I was out of college. I was making pretty good money. And I sold that car to build a truck, and the bottom fell out of oil and gas. So then I had this, Good like, time. halfway finished C10, like, you know, crate LSX 454, like, had the blower for it. Mm-hmm. had, like, all the parts to build this killer Pro Touring C10 truck, and then just the bottom fell out. So I'm like, I had this Nova that I could have had right now that was done and finished. Um, and it was cool because my I built that car. Uh, is red, two-door hardtop, uh, very Pro Touring, like, uh, you know, and then... It was on the cover of Chevy High Performance, and then one year to the date, my dad's black two-door sedan, 66 Nova, that was, like, very understated, like, very, um, kind of the same car, but opposites, like, total opposites. That's the one you had a picture of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was on the cover of Chevy High Performance, so I'm like, man, that'd be so cool to, like, still have them in there. Yeah, Yeah, so that is the only car out of, you know, several hundred that I've owned that I'm like, damn, that's it. So is that a favorite? Do you know where it yeah, is? Yeah, absolutely. Be favorite. I do. It's in California. The guy, I, I made the guy promise he'd sell it back to me if he ever sold it. And uh, he's not done anything to the car. He called me about a year ago and was like, man, I'll, if you want to buy the car, I'll sell it back to you uh, for $30,000 more than oh, you yeah. sold it to me for. And I was like, no. Yeah. Nice one. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Thanks so, for wasting my time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my hopes up. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh but no, that that was that was the only one that I've. I mean, I've had a bunch of really cool cars, but I think my standpoint or my opinion on it has always been like, okay, I've had twenty nine Ford bare metal race car, and like it's a blast, and I love it. But man, what would it be like to own this? And so then I like move on to the next. Yeah. And a lot of the two that I've owned have just been like buy and sell to make money. So I've supplemented my income in multiple different phases of my life with buying and selling cars. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's. Yeah. We're very different in that aspect. He's he's like hangs on to everything. Has like little mental breakdowns when he has to sell something. You so know, like, he's going into new build, but do you have anything kind of aimed out there? Me? Yep. No, not right now. So I started my own business about a year and a half ago, um, building houses and doing remodels, just general construction. And uh, so I've kind of put everything on hold right now. That's kind of why I bought this 29 mostly done. It's because I don't have the time to, to really invest in it. Um, so I'm kind of on focus on my career mode right now. Um, but there will definitely be more to come for sure. Uh, I'll I'll tell you this riding in those roadster shop built cars to Vegas really fueled my fire for that. Uh, and that's another big deal that's different than me and my dad. My dad doesn't really drive his stuff. I mean, he'll drive it, you know, like local car show, whatever. Um, but he's not a big advocate of like jumping in and driving across country. Uh, and I'm totally different. Like mm-hmm. I, I love, I, I enjoy the experience and the drive and I think he enjoys the build. Um, mm-hmm. so 
That's too balanced. Kind of, you guys cover the cover yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Like, it sounds like your dad like enjoys like the museum aspect of absolutely. It, like he wants his collection. To him, it's art, right? Yeah. So, like, he gets it done, and, and he likes the fact that it's done, and he can go out in the shop and look at it and start it and, you know, drive around the neighborhood or go, you know, drive it to the car wash and back or go run out to Pops and back or whatever. Um, and I'm like, I mean, I literally, like, that 29, like, I'll if I don't have, like, physical work to do for work that day, I'll drive it all day. Yeah, like, I was all over the city. Yeah. Show up to job sites and give quotes yeah, and absolutely. stuff like that in it. Yeah, that's yeah. a good effect. Yeah, and it's in and in, in that same note, like you're talking about driving to job sites. Man, cars bring people together. Like I, I literally have had ill, not ill relationships, but tense relationships with subcontractors and stuff. Man, you drive a '59 Impala to location, and you are best friends instantly. Yeah. So everybody's got a car story. Like even if you're not a car person, you have a car story. Mm-hmm. So that's the cool part. Is it kind of goes beyond all income levels. And I know people that are, and just like we talked about earlier, I know you do too, that are multi-millionaires that are into cars. And I know people that, you know, literally are barely rubbing nickels together that are huge into cars. And so it's everything it's, those guys have. Yeah. You know, so it's a lot, a lot of times a deeper passion in a different way for the sacrifices that some people have to make. It's always something to, to know and respect. Yeah, absolutely. So it's cars bring people together, like we were talking about earlier, so. Well, it's funny, like pulling up to a lot of clients and random stuff. That's I'll know a car guy. Yeah. So I've got, you know, a fairly understated looking truck, but then it's just got this whistle, you know, everywhere. There's a hairdryer going on. So it's it's kind of funny because people know, hey, that's, a, I don't know what that thing is, but that's a something under there. And you're like, yeah, me and you, you don't do the thing. And yeah, yeah, it's cool. You can kind of tell who knows. And then other people think it's broken. So yeah. like, okay, we're, we're going to have awkward <laughs> conversations. Yeah. 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 What's wrong with your truck? Yeah. yeah. Supercharger, sir. Totally normal. <laughs> That's a great talking about Andy earlier. Andy bought a Trackhawk so that he can, like, drive something really cool every day, but it's kind of understated. People don't... If you're not a car guy, you have no idea. It looks like a Jeep. No, so, actually, yeah. on the last one, I had a, I was up in Enid uh, with some clients, and I had my truck, and there was a Trackhawk that pulled up next to a guy and his wife, and we actually did it just a dig. I kicked it over in four high. I didn't know if he would take the bait, and ended up walking him pretty good. It was, it was pretty funny. <laughs> just right there on Gore, right in the middle of Enid. And nice. It was like four weeks ago, five weeks ago. Still talking about it. Yeah, that's always a good time. <laughs> that's what you do. Yeah, I know. you haven't you I haven't know. had a street race where you won one. Yeah. Well, also, we grew when you grow up in the UK. There isn't really a drag strip in the UK. There's actually windy, bendy roads where you can screw the nuts off mm-hmm. a one point three liter Ford Ka and hit ninety third. Ju- I think that was like English talk for. There's yeah. the, this yeah. is a it's a justification that I've heard. Yeah. It's a consistent thing. It's like okay. a story. You know, like, they didn't have those cars over here because they were so small. The Ford Ka or car, it's almost about the same size as a mini, as like a mini. Now. I think you're gearing out the speed though. By the time you get, oh, 100 percent. Because you're right here. You guys don't go yeah. around corners. Yeah. We do. There's a corner. Yeah. Here and there's a longer yeah. straight. You gotta turn around to come back. <laughs> you gotta yeah. there. You go. No, you but can that, turn that, around aggressively. That's the thing. Like that's what like. I want to get into it because it just seems like a lot of fun. Whereas back home, you don't have to have a four or five hundred horsepower car to enjoy yourself. You could—that's that's the point I'm making. You can enjoy four or five hundred horses around a corner. Yeah, you can. Yeah, not you can drive a thousand horsepower around a corner. Absolutely. Yeah, sideways into a not always. Something else. Nah, it's <laughs> no. set up and anyway. You, you mentioned really good stories. So, what's some of your favorite stories that you've had from? And I know there's going to be a ton, but. You know, we can settle on a few that just come to mind that you've just experiences you've had from the car stuff, whether it's with dad or with friends or stuff like, you know, the the trip you just did to Vegas. Is there anything that really stands out? Yeah, I mean, you know, those are obviously the most recent. I think truly that one, you know, that I was telling you guys earlier that we went to up to um, Columbus to mm-hmm. that good guys and met 
Anthony, like that's the quintessential car story. You like meet somebody new that you never know. And then you come away a lifelong friend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's tons of those stories, you know, I mean, we, so I was big into, um, like mini trucks and stuff. Right. And like full size mm-hmm. trucks whenever I was younger and man, I mean, some of the best times we had were just like wrenching on stuff and, and building stuff, painting stuff in garages and, you know, going to so-and-so shop because he worked at a body shop. And then at night they let him, you know, paint. So we'd be like painting a truck and we'd sand it one night and then somebody drive it back to their garage and we'd sand another night. And then, so, I mean, yeah, it's when that is everything you do for the majority of your life. Right. I mean, it's like every day was a new crazy fun adventure and, in car building. And it's funny because we talked about it a minute. We hit on it earlier, but the financial portion, I had more, way more fun with cars whenever I didn't have any money, you know, not that I have some yeah. exorbitant amount of money now. Cause I definitely don't. But I mean, when it was like, okay, I've got $37 and this part that I need is $42. How can I figure it? Well, I just won't eat lunch tomorrow. And then I'll have this other $5 yeah. to get this. That was fun. Yeah. You know? And, and it's funny. Cause when I was a kid, <clears throat> My dad, we, my dad had a bunch of friends that were real wealthy uh, that built cars and we would always talk about, you know, they would go buy whatever they wanted. Like a friend of my dad's is a a fantastic guy. Um, and he's got a massive car collection. I mean, he's probably got 40 cars. He's got some, I mean, he's had anything you can imagine. He actually has the very first production big block Corvette ever built. Wow. It's insane. Where's he as he? He's in the city. Yeah. And he, um, they just had that car restored and they're thinking that car is going to bring a million plus. Um, so I mean, his car collection is immense and we would just always talk about, you know, all these guys that have all this money. And one thing that my dad would always say, which when you're a kid, you're like, well, that's ridiculous. But now (laughs) that I'm older, I'm like, that makes sense. Is he'd be like, I don't know if it's more fun to be able to go out and buy whatever you want or the anticipation of buying the next one or figuring out the next deal. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's a lot of the anticipation. Yeah. Yeah. And I think now being a very small on a very small side of the other side of that coin and being able to go, you know, I'm thinking about buying this car. I'll just go ahead and buy it. It's not nearly as much fun as it was when you had to like sacrifice and work and put the work in. What do I have to accomplish? What do I have to move around? Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, I remember uh, Jared Holt, which I'm sure we'll get him on. I mean, Mm -hmm. huge car guy, but he would, you know, he came from nothing. And he was really big in those nineties, um, like Mitsubishi, you know, 3000 GT, some of those. And he would talk about how he would save up for an entire month, like for a fuel injector. It was it one. He had to have 16 of them. I remember he told me that story. Yeah. He was like, man, this is how it started. And it was like, I had to get this one. I did everything I could. And he was like, 16 more to go. And I was just like, man, that commit, that dedication was even more than I had. But, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. to that, it's, you know, when I was dumping a ton of money into, into my project cars, that was making decent money. But, man, it was everything. It was coming up. And it was like, this is a $3,000 part. And this is a $5,000 paycheck. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I think I've got it covered. Okay, we're good. Well, we'll never do that again, but yeah, the anticipation was, was fun. And I think it was that pain you're doing it for some reason. It's hard to justify. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll figure out a more elegant way to put it into words, but yeah, I think you nailed it right on the head. I, you can, when it becomes too easy, you know, like I've talked about this before about become absolutely spoiled at what you have, you know, just mm-hmm. the stuff that I get to, you know, take around customers, just the, the setup, the tuning, just data logging some of the stuff that we have, uh, you get ruined fast. Yeah. yeah. And I do miss it. I miss it when it was simpler, when it was a struggle for everything. Um, yeah, so I'm sure we'll like, that'll be something we kind of highlight and grow on and we'll be a consistent theme throughout, but yeah, it's how do we, uh, how do we rehash that? How do we keep making it happen? Yeah. Levels. 
Yeah. Stop buying Ferraris and stuff like that instead. Yeah. I don't know. I think it just goes forever. I yeah. mean, there's always going to be, it, right? yeah, when you're in the racing deal, it was like, you know, you can't, you can't outrace a wallet. Right. Absolutely. You know, there's always that other level, but, um, yeah, I think it's important to kind of find your groove. Just, uh, is there any of your dad's cars that you wish that you could drive every day? That, because uh, you say he doesn't drive them that much. So is there any that you're like, oh, I just want that one all day? Man, honestly, so he's got a 59 Impala, and I've got some vested stake in that one as well. Um, And, man, I love that car. Like, that car, hands down, gets more attention than any other car that I've ever been in. It drives phenomenal. Um, I actually talked to the guys from Roadster Shop about getting a chassis for that car um, just to put it on one of their chassis, and, and that would be a car that... I would love to drive. Um, I mean, it's next door in the shop. I can drive whenever I want, right? right? And the cool thing, the, like the funny thing about it too, is weird. Is like my dad doesn't want to drive his stuff, but if I want to drive it, he's like, whatever. So it's like strange, yeah. right? So I have that respect for him, where I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm not going to go jump in your, you know, Nova and go do burnouts in it, right? Um, so I think he under- obviously knows that I'm not going to go do that, and I'm not going to go drive it when it's raining, or I'm not going to go, you know, whatever. Um, but he kind of gives me the key to the castle in that aspect. He's like, man, well, if you want to go. Drive something, go drive it. Like, you know, when we did that 59, we put seatbelts in it. So we put car seats in it for my kids and, you know, stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, the 59 of, of the ones he has right now would definitely be one that I, if, you know, I, I drive, I do drive it quite a bit. So if you see a white 59 Impala rolling around Edmund with yeah. blue interior in it, <laughs> with a punk tattooed dude driving around it, that's me. So. Perfect. Uh, what's that? That's good. Bring up something. Um, oh, uh, resto mod, like the full resto mod, right? So mm-hmm. taking uh, obviously the roadster shop is going to put you know new chassis, suspension, brakes. Right. Um, but as far as like the f- full drive line of a you know like an LSA swap uh-huh. into something like that, what's your opinion on that versus you know just an older, more traditional you know motor setup, drive line setup? Oh man, I mean everything has its place, right? So like that Nova um, that my dad has, it's got an LSX three seventy six with a TVS twenty three hundred blower um, with a with a uh, Oh, a six-speed. Um, uh, I'm perking up. This is more down my line. Yeah, this is where I like this. <laughs> yeah, so so that car, you know, it's a riot to drive, yeah. right? I mean, it weighs like 3,300 pounds. I mean, it's it's a, it's a blast to drive. It's a good amount of power. Yeah, okay. yeah, it puts out good power. TDS um, hits hard, too. Yeah, yeah, it, it hits hard. Um, I mean, we've got it way detuned just because my dad's like, it's, I think it's like 600 at the tires on like six pounds of boost. And he's like... Well, I mean, what? It, you can't put 600 to the ground. I mean, you can be running. You can. 60 they or make so. other tires. Yeah, <laughs> not for what he, not for what my 70 year old dad right. wants to do. But, um, but yeah. So like, I love that stuff. You know, that stuff is a blast. Um, you know, the demo that I did it had that. I've had several LS powered vehicles, and and they are they're fun. The the technology is nice in the fact that you can walk out, hit the key, you don't have to worry about it. Hit up, hit the vintage air, and go. Um, you know, the handling, the steering, like the aftermarket chassis, all that stuff is fantastic. Um, but I think it's kind of twofold. One, like this 29 Ford is naturally aspirated, small block, Muncie four speed. It's all pre-1965 antiquated stuff. But I would never have that car with an LS in it. So I think it depends yeah. on the car. Uh, and I think the other thing is, is um, like one of the things that we talked about several times now is the financial side of it. I mean, dude, yeah, you go do an LS swap. This is five, six grand to go buy a junkyard mm-hmm. LS, and then by the time you do wiring harness and headers and exhaust and find a transmission and hope the motor's good and you know you want a cam, so you put a cam in and do. Um, you might as well do this and that and then the yeah, other. Oh, and, yeah, oh, snowballs for sure. Yeah. 
Um, you know, not everybody, I mean, Roadster Shop Chassis, 20 grand. Like, you know, so it's kind of like a lot of it is where are you at financially and what do you want from the car? Yeah. Um, but I mean, if it's me and, and money's no object, I'm going to do LS powered, big horsepower, full chassis, you know, uh, but I'm not a big, so a lot of guys, you know, now are doing like crazy creature comfort, like mm-hmm. heated seats and all like, that's not a hot rod. Like to upgrade a hot rod and make it faster or break harder or whatever is the quintessential, like what hot rods started as. But like a lot of the stuff they're doing now, I'm just, I'm out. Like I I want it to drive and ride. Like both the cars that we took to Vegas, like Mm -hmm. neither one of them had radios, neither one of them had, like they're hot rods, you know? So. Yeah, I got to watch that whole um yeah, I don't know, thought process and watch my buddy kind of evolve through this. He had a, he's had a few cars, GT3s, GTRs and stuff like that, but he went to a, uh, a Gen 5 Viper, got that and then put a turbo kit on it and then wadded that up yeah. naturally, right? So then he's like, okay, I'm going to do something completely different. So they get a GT350R, swap it or uh, flip it, basically did that. They're what are you going to do now? I'm going to buy an old school car, real old school, 68 Camaro. So he brought it pretty well set up with a big block in it, pretty well done. He drives it for six months. And then he just ups and says, you know, LSA swap it. Let's go buy a CTSV. So he goes and buys a wreck CTSV, the whole thing. Right. You know, pulls the engine out of it. That's it. Engine yeah. harness, right? I think he's got like T56 matched up to it. Uh, had a proper chassis, put a full suspension in it. Took it down to uh, Gap Racing down in Houston. And uh, man, wild car. Yeah. Wild car. Makes, uh, I think, pretty close to 700. But man, the way the fit and finish and, and the way that drives, I've not got to go like, you know, fully wear it out. I, I was around when it was... Um, you know, the older big block set up, but yeah, he absolutely loves it. And I don't see him getting anything different. The cruising, you know, he doesn't have a lot of creature comforts in it. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't even know that he's got a, a stereo in it, but man, he absolutely loves it. I don't yeah. see him switching it. And I think he puts more miles on this than he did anything else. He had. Yeah. I mean, there's just something about a hot rod. It's just totally and whether and a hot rod obviously carries many, uh, uh, many, um, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Many. Anyway, I mean, there's lots of different ways to look at a hot rod. Yeah. But um, whether it's a, you know, 29 Ford or a 69 Camaro or, you know, an 85 Chevy truck or whatever, uh, there's just something about a hot rod, dude. Yeah. They're they're a whole different animal. Well, I kind of left the punchline out on that one because we were talking about money, and that was the deal of this. Because he's done a lot of stuff. He's had some expensive ones. But when he bought the car and then goes to the LSA swap, you know, and goes through that whole thing, the money was insane. And that's where I think you saw the love or the passion he had for it because he's like, well gonna have to move some stuff around to do this one and yeah. two more months something else comes up you know it's just like but well you can't I think finance them no that's the other deal no. yeah. is i mean you know and not to, and not knocking on anybody but you can go buy a lamborghini or ferrari or a viper or whatever and finance it i mean there are now companies that will do financing on early cars um but like you want to go do an lsa lsa swap or you want to go put a chassis under one that's on you all yeah. cash yeah. yeah it's cash business that's so. why sometimes it's hard for people to make money in that business because there's not always a lot of people spending that amount of money. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, I love I love people that are dedicated to it because um, it's cool to see just super well done things. And I I think I'd, I've never been super interested in the big block and the traditional stuff. I think it's cool and I think it's got its place. I think your car is like perfect for that. And I would never change something like that if I could have an ultimate you know multi car right. garage. I'd have that combination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's neat. I think. It, it's interesting you're talking about how kids are kind of falling out of it but man there's just never been more cars there's never been more stuff to be into today yeah oh i yeah. mean if you go to SEMA now versus 15 years ago yeah i mean it's nuts so i got a question for you guys mm-hmm. everybody asks the question of like 
if you could get one car, what would it be? So my favorite question is, if you had all the money and you could get a car that wouldn't be a first pick, but it's one you've always wanted, but you're like, man, you know, I'd have to be super wealthy to buy that car. It wouldn't be a top pick, but it'd be one that you like you would want. What would it be? Now, is this modified or stock? Because you Anything, always have to drive the line. Because we have a segment in this whole deal where we pick the dream car garage. But, but it's three. There's three cars. Yeah, so. but this is tricky because yeah. to me, it's a, there's a, there's such a dividing line that I throw down of modded cars and then stock cars. Okay, so I'll tell you mine to give you an idea. So mine would be like a full-blown like lowrider. Like okay. Dayton's, yeah, right. so no hydraulics, candy paint, like full-blown lowrider. If would it be something I'd buy for myself now? No. If I had some money, would I buy it? No. If I had fifty cars and I was like, you know what, this I, I want one. I'm I gonna one I'm gonna play life. some Dre and I'm gonna. This is go, a good. This is a yeah. good question. Okay. I haven't thought about this. In a minute. you go for it. I, I'm, I know I've thought about this. I've probably waited for somebody to ask me this question. Okay, so one that you wouldn't really normally buy, but only if you. But something you're like interested. Cash. Something you find intriguing. Okay. Like you wouldn't normally buy it. I think then when you said lowrider, the first thing that came to mind was the car, the Lincoln, from Entourage. Oh yeah, Suicide Door Lincoln. Suicide Door Lincoln, maybe. Um, mm, this is a great question. <laughs> That's a good one. If I so, had to drive it every day, but I actually had, I wanted to enjoy driving it because you can have a cruise in that. I actually want to probably change gear and enjoy driving it. It'd be a Super Performance AC Cobra with a Coyote swap and have twin mm. turbos. Death trap. Death trap. Death yeah. trap. Scare the absolute shit out of me, but yeah. I don't think they could fit turbos. You can. I've seen one with one. Wow. Definitely one. I don't know if you get two on there, sure but you can get one. one yeah. There's a guy in Dubai has it. Not surprised. Set a world like speed record in it for the fastest Cobra or something. Yeah, look it up. It's awesome. That's what I have. Cobra. There you go. Because if I crashed it, I would die, and that's it. Like, I mean, it's, you know, you are, you have to be a, you have to know how to drive to drive that. Right, yeah. Here's, coming out of left field, uh, the Subaru, like, 22B rally car. Oh, okay. Yeah. great. Colin McRae style. Yeah. 555 up the side. Super iconic. As a kid. Yeah. 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 Because I think my driving style is just yeah. whatever not to worry about. We, it. Yeah, right. we so. spoke about the Fords, the old uh, Mark One, Mark Two Escorts from back in the yep. day. The Irish Rally, they love it over there. Those would be sick too. I don't know if you could put a bigger engine in those because they're not very big. But. What was the? I don't know. I don't know all my kind of spec years, model years, or whatever. Um, but when the Escort, oh, would this been mid nineties, late nineties? The Escort Cosworth, the GT. Yeah, it was like a GT, and then yeah, we had it over here. GT? Yeah, yeah, my buddy had a white one in high school, and it, you know that turbo lag was unreal. Right yeah. when it came in, it was wild. That was a fun car. We had a ton of fun, uh, just like back road and just doing stupid shit. Couldn't break the car. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, that was a really fun one. I think that was uh, driving that, especially like on some some sketchy back road uh, outside of Blanchard. Yeah, yeah, that was a good time. That definitely reinforced that whole rally car thing. Is but. there a car that? You or car or truck that that's on the radar that like you just ha- you have to do a build on this car that you haven't done yet. Oh man, there's a bunch. Yeah. Right. So so yeah. if you had so to, I got yeah. one. I've got a car that we actually own. Okay. That I would love to do and talk about a car that's weird. Um, it is a fifty nineteen fifty Nash Rambler Air Flight. 
I have no idea what that is. I <laughs> looked yeah, that um, up real quick. <laughs> so this, so here's how bad I want to do this car. Yeah. We've actually had renderings done of this car. I okay. I and I will look is. them up and I will show you what they're I want to say I saw this on like Chasing Classic Car or something. So they're little, like really small, like a Volkswagen. They're about the size of a bug. Okay. So they're real small. Yeah. They have yeah. no wheel openings at all. Um, so like literally the fenders at the bottom, yep, are flat. Oh, okay. So you look at it in stock form and you're like, Meh. we uh, like I said, we have one. We got a bunch of parts for it. We've got like new old stock fenders for it. Yeah, that's are you that just, one's are you similar. Just Googling pictures of this. Yeah, that yeah, one's similar. Yeah. Oh, sorry for everybody that can't see. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So if you're country club hardtop. So the country club's a bigger version. So the so I'm still scrolling that is here a looking for looking car. renderings. Yeah, they're cool. They're like hundred inch wheelbase. So they're tiny, right? Um, but man, I want to put one on the ground with a full chassis, and like. Oh, that looks so cool. I mean, it's, yeah. it looks like it should be hovering. We're like gonna have yeah. to. Yeah. We're gonna have to do a video aspect of this yeah. podcast at some point. Yeah. So this, so th- that is definitely a car that's like okay. bucket list car. My dad has a joke. He's like, "You're gonna have to build that when I'm dead." Because I've yeah, got that's way a good much. <laughs> yeah, I, anybody <laughs> listening, look that car up and look up some of the custom versions of that. That's amazing. I encourage you to do that. Yeah. yeah. So I, that is probably that's one of many. But my biggest thing is, man, I'm getting to the point now. Like, I like different stuff. Like stuff mm-hmm. that's weird. Well, like when you, I did not expect you to say that you're into like the kind of rice rocket stuff and, and yeah, when I was like young. the Honda stuff and everything like mm-hmm. that. Like blame Fast and the Furious for that. Yeah, right? I was like not expecting that at all. Not when I was young. <laughs> or not like, na- yeah, not now. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't tell you the first thing about the the new era of that stuff. I respect it. Yeah. Um, and I think it's cool that guys are doing it. Uh, you go to SEMA, and that's the cool thing about that. You get to see everything. Well, that's I mean, the joke saw. about this year's SEMA was it's super, it was all Supras, right? Oh, my God. Every Supra, I think, that was made was at SEMA. I mean, it was insane, <laughs> the amount of Supras. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I definitely was big into those when I was young. Mm-hmm. So I did. I had a candy gold 92 Honda Civic hatchback with a full wide body kit. Nice. Yeah. Drink that in. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Can't see you driving that. Yeah. People that know you probably like, what? Yeah. He did. Who? Yeah. Yeah. No, you said you did uh, the Acura. Yeah. The I had another Honda. Honda. Yeah. I had another okay. Honda that was a four door. We shaved all the door handles and shaved the tail lights and like put it on the ground and big wheels. And it had four Corbo racing seats in it with like the whole interior was white. And like, God, so you go letter. all in. You are, yeah, you are like, committed to the bills. It was like, yeah, it was good, crazy man. back then. Like, if I, I'll do never right, forget my dad like right. sanding on this car, right? So we're my dad's friend Fred's body shop, and he's like, "Why are we doing this?" You know, like, <laughs> like, like, I don't like it's get a four door Honda yeah. Civic. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Too be a cool Honda four door Civic. I've had actually a Honda Accord. I drove as a daily driver for a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Just picked it up as a second vehicle because mine, yeah, race car was always broke. One of the best cars I've ever had. Yeah, no, like, and that Civic did good. Like, we, we, I mean, it was a great car, A, and then B, like, we took it to some big shows and did really well with it, and it was uh, in a couple of magazines, too. So, yeah, I mean, for the time, it was really cool. Like, yeah. now I look back, I'm like, they had their holy, moment. what did I do? Yeah, they absolutely had their moment, though. Yeah, like, and you could say you, you, you did that. Yeah. Yeah, my dad was a very understanding person for spending <laughs> hundreds of hours saying like, like, color changed you a little it. Bit. It was white. Like, we shaved the whole engine compartment. Yeah. Like, did all polished buttonhead 10-millimeter bolts everywhere. Like, it was like a full-blown, like, Man. show car. 
So that's special though to have that. Uh, not to, just to do it that well. No, you did it. Yeah. 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 It was, do you have like a scrapbook of all these things? I hope you took pictures no. of everything. You don't? I'm so bad about that too, oh, right? Shit, yeah. My wife's always like, take more pictures of yeah, stuff. Yeah, those are the biggest regrets. Everybody I talk to that's older with it. It's like, yeah, man, yeah. I wish I'd have just kept up with more. I mean, I've got like a stack of like the old school, like printed off pictures yeah, that yeah, my yeah. dad's like stacks. And I know there's pictures of that car um, and, you know, some other stuff that I've done in that. Uh, but yeah, just get I, I should get well, luckily you got all the magazine covers too, yeah. which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. And like the companies like in the news do those big printouts, which is cool. So we've got yeah. some of those for magazine stuff, but yeah, I, I wish I had more pictures of that stuff just to look back and laugh at myself. Yeah. Now, do you have the group? I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I was kind of curious. You know, we've talked about so much about being active in the amount, you know, that you're driving with it. And do you have like a group of guys that you kind of run around, do cruises with and do different stuff? Or is it just kind of, yeah, I mean, so it's kind of it's kind of weird. It's kind of different. Um, I do have a few guys that I run around with from here um, and do a little bit of stuff with. Uh, but like I said, we don't do a lot of local uh, car show stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of funny. Like I have a ton of friends in Texas that do this stuff. I have a ton of friends uh, like East and West Coast that do the stuff. Uh, and that's kind of what we were hitting on earlier about going to SEMA and seeing a lot of those guys. That's kind of a, a, a migrating point for all of us. Uh, but yeah, locally, I mean, like my buddy, um, and I just actually met him last summer, but he's a really good guy. His name's Chase. He has a killer, uh, 56, 57 Chevy truck. Is that mm-hmm. the one that's like a cream and a blue and yeah. slammed off yeah. the bed and that's like the steel wheels and everything? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. the best looking truck I've ever seen. Yeah. It's so unbelievable. Him. And there's another dude that he runs around with named Jared. That's got a really killer, um, F100. That's, See, like that, that's my car. We were talking about yeah. what to build. I want to build an F100. My buddy Jack that we rode in the 58 that owns mm-hmm. the 58 that we took to SEMA that was actually, it used to be his truck. Um, and, and he bought it from him and man, that car or that truck's really nice. And, um, you know, I've got some guys around here that I do stuff with and my, like my buddy Harley's like big into motorcycles, not as much into cars. So like I'll go drive a car and like he'll ride. Um, my buddy Dylan has a couple of old cars, but you know, it's different when you get older, right? Cause like I have two kids and like yeah. Dylan has two kids and then Chase has a kid and Jared has a kid and like everybody's kind of, it, it's hard to it's get hard to linked up. Mm-hmm. So during the summer, like we'll try to, and if you look at my Instagram, you'll see like two or three videos from the summer of us like cruising and rolling mm-hmm. down the highway and stuff. So we try to get together like two, three times a summer and go have a beer and go get some cars out. But uh, yeah, I mean, I still go to a lot of really big shows with my dad. Like we yeah, still do that that's a great. lot. So, you know, you mentioned that if you went, you didn't really go on vacation. You went to car shows. Mm-hmm. Do you ever go overseas to any car shows overseas or in different countries? No, I haven't. No, I haven't been to any stuff overseas. You know, they just did that big deal in mm-hmm. uh, Riyadh. Yeah, that, that was crazy. Yeah, so Kong was out there. He brought. Nuts. I think he shipped three or four of his cars out there. That's wild. Yeah. That it was huge. Yeah. So I've got four or five friends that uh, went over there and were at, uh, did the deal in Riyadh and took cars and. Um, I don't think it went like I, I heard like hardly anything sold. They took like hundreds of cars yeah, and like twenty six yeah. cars sold. Mm-hmm. Like, not, was there that many people there? Well, yeah. nothing reached like the the minimum bids or whatever. Right? Yeah, that's just one, a lot. That's a weird place to get a lot of people to come to. Like the yeah. car markets. Well, my buddy from Brad from Canada, he took a old like forty eight, forty nine suburban that he built for SEMA in two thousand eighteen. Um, he took it and it sold, and it's one of the only ones that I know that sold. But. Um, like my buddy Boris that he owns a company called street machinery. He took four or five and like none of his soul. Like I don't think it did real well, but to answer your question, no, I've never done okay. any overseas stuff. Just, just here in the States. Is there any that you'd like to? Um, cause we, we've always talked about going to Goodwood. 
Goodwood uh, oh, Festival yeah. Speed, and then also Goodwood Revival as well, which is like the following mm-hmm. month, I think. Or yeah. Following, even might be in the following week. Um, just to be in around, around that scene would be really cool because that's like the UK's main one. Yeah, something like that would be a blast, or some of the big Formula One races, some of that mm-hmm. stuff would be fun to go do. Um, as far as like car shows, probably not, but I think like racing events, yeah, yeah. it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I always like the, the racing events because there's always a car show aspect. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and you're rolling through and looking at the pits, which is most of the exciting stuff anyway. Absolutely. Would you drive the Ford down to like Austin? Oh, yeah, for sure. You could make that and you can. Oh, yeah. It's not too bad Absolutely. driving. I mean, put Dude, some cushions in the seats. Like, no shit. It. Anthony, my buddy from Indy, yeah. wanted to drive that Roadster to Vegas. He's like, dude, let's take it too. And I was like, no. No. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it would definitely make it. That car actually came from down around San Antonio. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's been down to Austin to like the Roundup. It's been okay. to, I haven't taken it, but it's been to that show before. Um, so, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm not scared to drive that car anyway. Yeah. So. Sick. Yeah. I think uh, we'll end with the three car. Right? I was about to say, let's go on the three cars. All right, so we've we've obviously covered a lot. So I will task you to. Give me two modern, that's a three-car garage, right? So two modern, mostly stock, right? And then one just wild one. Okay. All modern or wild ones? Okay. It doesn't have to be. Wild yeah. ones are your call. Unlimited okay. budget, right? Did and modern-ish no, is, what, 2000 on? One was a crazy budget. Nothing. One was like under 300 grand, right? Supercar. That's right. And yeah, the other one was just whatever. Yeah. So, so, for example, well, I'm going to be so three. bad at this, just so you know, because like, I'm so not into new stuff. Well, what was it? What, what were you all three? Um, five liter supercharged, five liter swap Raptor with a few more, yeah, right? That'd be the cool. best thing. Yeah. Um, God, what were they? I forgot. Oh, uh, GT2 RS. Oh, yeah. Was yeah, a supercar. GT2 RS, yeah. yeah. And then the wild build was. Damn, I don't remember. I have to go back and listen to the tape. I had F12 TDF, Cobra, like, and uh, old school Cobra, and then my just daily slam to the ground was a Nova Tech. Rolls Royce Dawn. Oh, okay. Just boat yeah. slammed. Those are my three. But yeah. I can't remember my crazy one. Yeah. Man, anyway. Let's go back on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three cars. So. For the rest of your life that you could have. Oh, man. Rest of my life. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest mm-hmm. part. Yeah. You got to pin it in here. This, yeah. is where, this is where we're going to go back and yeah. we're going to compare Jeez. people and figure out what, what, we're, what we're dealing with here. So, yeah, I think something. Like, I think you're. You were spot on on something like big, like a big Rolls Royce Wraith or yeah. something like that, like something you could be driven in and or drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would have like a ridiculous, nasty, like full track, like uh, long travel suspension, like ridiculous Raptor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for the ultimate build, I'd have man, that's hard. I would really like to build a 59 Impala wagon. So 59 Impala wagon, crazy like roadster shop chassis, full build, twin turbo LS, thousand plus horsepower, but like totally drivable. Every so. time somebody says a wagon, it makes me think of a home improvement full time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like Have a you ever seen thing? a 59 Impala wagon? No. Look it up. We've got to get a visual aspect of this podcast going yeah. at some point because there's too many times we reference things that <laughs> yeah, well, need to be seen. Hopefully they need to get their Googler out. Yeah. We need to do what Joe Rogan does and have his buddy in the corner on the big screen. Yeah. The 59 Impala wagon came up in my, the first and the suggested. It knew, what? Yeah. Man. How cool is that car? 
It's a good they thing people. Cool. It's a good thing when people listen to podcasts, they don't drive because they won't be pulling over to, to look <laughs> yeah. at their phones right, right now. That's, <laughs> that's a good. Is that a win now? Oh, there's stationwagonforums.com. That's a oh, thing. dude, wagons are a big deal. Wagons are yeah. a big deal. Well, yeah. talk about wagons. The new Audi A6 Avant just dropped. You mean RS6? RS6 yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. A6. A6, whatever. Just dropped in the U.S. first time. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal for the U.S. crew. So I've been looking right? for my wife a CTSV wagon hot and heavy lately. Mm-hmm. Does Jake she still have his? She doesn't really care. Mm-hmm. She's like... Yeah. Whatever. There's a few in town. I care. I think there's a couple awesome. of slammed ones in town too. There's a guy. In the there's some black pretty good mullet. There's not a not, uh, Jeremy. Uh, yeah. Jeremy's got probably the best condition stock one. Stock one. Yeah. Yeah. Lines. Yeah. CTSVs yeah. wagons are good. Good car. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I've had a couple of CTSVs. I loved them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're a blast. I want one with nothing done to it though. Mm-hmm. So. That's stock not fun. One. Mm. No, because I want to do stuff to Just it. Buy it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Buy it always like, stresses me out when I yeah. get stuff. I'm like, hmm. especially LSs. Don't trust yeah. them. Trust those LSs. Well, they had guys. one at Bob mm-hmm. Moore, Bob Howard, whatever. Like a twenty thousand original mile, twelve white or silver CTSV wagon. Of course, they want the moon for it. Yeah, like, yeah. But awesome. Anything else? Cool. No, that's good. All right. Well, man, uh, how can everyone follow you? What's your Instagram? Uh, Oki, O-K-I-E underscore J-D. Awesome. Oki J-D. Also, shameless plug, follow Lone, L-O-N-E, Oak Custom Homes. You should drop in the business. Go yeah. support that. Because there's definitely going to be more cars coming if the business yeah, kicks off. Yeah, you want to hear another car <laughs> yeah. podcast, I'm going to need to continue yeah. to the yeah. business. Yeah. Awesome. Well, mate, I really appreciate you taking the time out to come in and taking me for a rip in that Ford. Was, that was awesome. Yeah, um, Absolutely. It's much cheaper than a GT350, so Taryn might get one of those instead. There you go. <laughs> I think start her somewhere. You just got to get her in. You got to get her on your yeah, side, and all this will work we'll out better there. for you. We'll yeah. get there. Hopefully, it's not like 100 podcasts in when she realizes, or when people listening are like, oh, he still hasn't got a car yet. Um, anyway, thanks for coming in. Thanks for taking the time out. Heath, again, you keep showing up. It's crazy. Absolutely. Um, thanks check for doing out, this. Uh, check out the DDR Concepts. At DDR you know, Concepts on Instagram, and then we are obviously at This Is Oklahoma. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.